This is episode number 23 of the Creative Strings podcast, featuring heavy metal violinist and composer Earl Manian. Hello, and welcome to the Creative Strings podcast. I'm Christian Howes, violinist, educator, and music business entrepreneur. I hope these interviews will inspire you to be creative in your life, in your art, in your business, in every way. So without further ado, let's get to it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Today's very special guest, Earl Manian, was introduced to me about a year ago at the 2016 American String Teachers Association annual conference. I think it was David Wallace, uh, my friend, who is the uh, the chair of the string department at Berkeley College of Music that said, that was looking at a video on a phone. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I saw this guy that was just moshing out, just totally hitting it hard on this, like, I don't know, like a thrash kind of video with this drummer. Uh, it was like a seven string violin. It seemed like he was improvising, which I found out later he was. But it was totally like thrash metal, but it reminded me of sort of the sheets of sound, improvisational style and virtuosity of, of you know, and, and the energy of someone like John Coltrane. David said, man, you're not hip to Earl Manian. He's right over here. And he was sitting on the couch and I met him and he was a super nice guy. And But it, seeing that video just instantly drew me in and I've been trying to get him on, so I'm Really glad to have him here today to talk about his love for heavy music or extreme music and um, just a lot of great insights that he brings. Um, we're going to check out a lot of his music and surprising um, range of projects that he's doing in different ways that he's expressing um, his artistry as a violinist, a classically trained violinist. I think you're going to love um, getting to know Earl and his work. I want to thank him for being here. I would love it if you would um, leave a comment, share this episode with someone, maybe another string player, maybe a teacher. Um, leave a comment on the comments at the show notes at christianhouse.com. You just go to the blog and you'll see all the podcasts there. We at the Creative Strings Podcast depend on our sponsors. Uh, namely, we depend on Yamaha, and string players more and more depend on Yamaha, not just electric string players uh, like myself, who has depended on Yamaha electric violins for 21 years, um, but also acoustic string players, also music educators depend on Yamaha. They do more than just about anybody I know um, <clears throat> to support music education in so many ways, and we thank them for supporting this and supporting the string community. And um, we also depend on Electric Violin Shop. Electric Violin Shop, you may not know, is a employee-owned company. It's talk about a mom and pop based in North Carolina. They're the most knowledgeable and most supportive, I would say, um, of any company that I know that deals with electric string instruments, 
um, and all of the accessories. And what I mean is that if you call electric violin shop, their phone support is really unparalleled. The amount of knowledge that they have and the amount that they will just sit there with you on the phone and answer any question you have, no matter how big, no matter how small. And it's very easy to get them on the phone. Just go to electricviolinshop.com forward slash creative strings. Their phone number is right there. And uh, just give them a call. Uh, that way they'll know that I sent you. If you do end up um, purchasing anything, you'll get a special discount just just by following that referral link. Electricviolinshop.com forward slash creative strings. Thanks to Electric Violin Shop and thanks to Yamaha. And now let's get into this episode with Earl Manian. Manian, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, man, I've been digging on your stuff for the last couple of years. I just want to launch right into it and ask you, tell me about heavy music. What does that mean? <laughs> hey, man. Thank, well, thanks for having me. Heavy music, man. That's, uh, that's a very, very loaded, very big, big question, actually. Um, some would say it begins with Sabbath. It begins with Black Sabbath, uh, 1969. Some would say, even some would say a little earlier, some would say like maybe the Beatles, Helter Skelter. Um, some would say Led Zeppelin. Um, wow. You know, uh, those, are the, those, are the, those are the bands that people first talk about things where things might be sort of metal. But to me, heavy metal, metal and what things are heavy, it's not necessarily restricted to a particular genre. I think actually, heavy to me means uh, 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 extreme or a very a profound sense of catharsis. Anything that makes the person feel a, a very very strong sense of catharsis is heavy in my book. Awesome, and and I mean, just as a spoiler, if people don't know, I mean, I mean, you're we'll probably attach some videos, but I mean, one of the things that that differentiates you clearly immediately is when people hear your sound playing with like i think you use a six or seven string yeah, electric seven. with a lot of oh, seven string you know with with overdriven it sounds like the fattest like heavy metalist you know uh guitar you know that somebody could you know if you think of i don't know i think of like metallica or megadeth or you know a few of the more I don't have as deep of a knowledge of that scene and and all the different subgenres within heavy music it's or heavy totally metal. Totally balkanized, man. It's like total <laughs> balkanization. And and I, I you know between uh, not really between you and me because this is a public podcast. But I my personal <laughs> my personal opinion of that is that is that the balkanization is really silly. There's a there's it's 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 all like subgenred out. Like this particular scene, there's like you know there's black and death metal. There's death metal. There's black metal there's uh you know stoner metal there's you know cage and chicken metal no there 
isn't Cajun. <laughs> but like, it should be. Yeah, this this should be actually Cajun chicken metal. I think that'd be awesome. But you know, it's it's very silly, and and the and the subgenres get defined like if the drummer does a different thing, or like you know, like sometimes right. a band can be big enough that they create their own genre, like it spawns like a whole genesis of of bands that just want to imitate that sound. For instance. Uh, for example, the, ter- the term gent, D-J-E-N-T, kind of was born out of the fact that like a bunch of bands wanted to sound like this ridiculously huge band in this field called Meshuggah. So everybody wanted to sound like Meshuggah, and they just played rhythmic poly- you know, polyrhythms over a 4-4, right. um, over 4-4, and everybody did that. So then it was a new genre, which was kind right. of silly. Right. That, that happens in a lot of areas of music, but, but I mean... Obviously, you're really, really deep into heavy music or the heavy metal culture. You know all about the history. You've you spent a lot of time in New York playing in that scene, finding a way to really um, truly be a part of the scene, which reminds me, I mean, obviously, I, I feel like I share a lot. Uh, I can imagine what you went through because as a classically trained violinist, I, I had to try to gain acceptance in the jazz scene and sort sure. of pass for a real jazz musician, even though I play a violin that's not supposed to be there. So I feel like sure. even not knowing you that well, I feel like we have that bonded common, you know, and I, and I recognize it instantly in you. And I also, it also makes me think like, there's so much that you can inspire people to do, not only in the heavy metal music culture, but also in the violin culture. And that's why part of the reason I'm so excited to talk to you. I mean, I think that you had a, it's pretty obvious you had a classical training on violin. Is that right? Sure, I did. But I was going to say, on your case, the the it, it, I, I agree with you because, like, first of all, the jazz balkanization is pretty there too, right? Is it hard right. bop? Is it bebop? Is right. it you know fusion? Is right. it blah? Like, there's a whole bunch of silly categorizations there as well. Um, yeah, I, I, and I was going to ask you if the sax players, when you were like busting into the scene, if the sax players like kind of looked at you a little askance, you know? Like, absolutely. Like, what's this guy? Exactly. Of course. But that, and isn't that part of, I mean, isn't that part of um, what we kind of had to go through to sort of, um, you almost had to, didn't you, do you feel like you had to like overcompensate to prove that you could legitimately belong in that scene ever? Like that you really had to know your stuff at all i mean did you did that ever happen <laughs> well no to be honest okay. it didn't and i'll okay. tell you why because because for me i was a fan first like i'm a fan first period like i was already going to i was going to shows since i was like 13 um sneaking out actually to like mm-hmm. go to shows because hmm. like my parents wanted nothing to do with this kind of stuff they were actually afraid i was just telling i was telling my wife about it the other day because they actually destroyed my tapes you know, um, I'm of a certain age where, you know, I don't know who's listening to this podcast, you know, <laughs> like, you know, some, some, uh, some of the young whippersnappers out there might not really know what a cassette tape is, but that was what, that was what most kids of my generation listened to. So I had all these tapes with like all these arcane, like things on them, like venom, like venom and like even, even, um, what you talked about, like pretty passe, I don't want to say passe cause actually Metallica is like the first four albums are still holy writ to all metalheads really but um but you know but fairly commercial fairly mainstream right stuff but if my parents they you know they were they, they, they this is a culture that like they had no understanding of and they would see these like these these images like slayers rain and blood that 
was a really really scary sure. uh, painting, you know, and yeah. they and and they threw him out. They threw out my tapes, which of course made me only want to listen to it more. Really, right. Right. you know, like when you. <laughs> so so to answer your question, I, I was a fan first, you know, and 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 I was going to shows and and the the scene in New York. I mean, like. You know, people knew me as a fan, and to be honest, it didn't occur to me to play metal on the violin for many, many, many years. Gotcha. Um, and I, 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 you know, and then when I started, you know, going out with my band, I didn't really feel that kind of like, "What's this guy doing?" kind of a thing, okay. because you know, because I was already kind of in the scene, and I think, and they were like, their more, their reaction was much more like, "Whoa, what are you, what are you doing?" Right. <laughs> what What are you doing? Like, kind of a thing. Like, it was more like uh, they didn't quite understand what was happening, rather than like rather. Which I I find more in the classical and jazz worlds this kind of like judgment. Right. Okay. You right. Know? Yeah. Um. That which 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 you know metalheads can be very judgmental. Like I'm mean, well, humans really can be right, very judgmental. Right. And sort of like ridiculous. But but at the same time, in that regard i never i either never experienced because it was never actually a thing or i was so bullheaded and stupid and closed <laughs> it's my own thing that i didn't actually realize that i was getting shade thrown at me <laughs> so but, well what about shade from classical musicians about what were you doing though what you were doing though did you get yes. any of that oh yes. okay all right that's that's much more that was much more <laughs> of, a, of, a, of a thing and i think for for for, for the classical musician I, of course that goes to say that I had a lot of support from 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 my friends in classical music too. You know, some of my lifelong old friends. Some of them were absolutely not judgmental and completely supportive and like, oh my god, you're doing really cool stuff. But um, definitely, it was it was more. That's more on the on the on the lines of what I think is natural human. Um, just uh, 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 preconceptions. Like I would go to a party for, of of like you know Juilliard. Juilliard kids at you know that I that I knew like the host or, or something like this and they would talk to me and they'd be like oh you're you're a musician too oh that that's cool what what do you what do you play do you, do you play the do you play drums do you do you play guitar <laughs> and you know like and I'm like no I'm a, I'm a violinist I'm so and so's friend like and I went to school with you guys so uh, <laughs> you know like I, I you know well, but, but part like, of that was because the way you look though right because you so so that's yeah. the kind of a thing where it's it, it it's it was brought upon it was brought upon myself much more i th you know so i don't i'm not mad about it either because you know what i mean because it's like look if you're gonna show up with like ink and like a slayer t-shirt like nobody's gonna really necessarily think you're gonna play the violin so right, don't right don't be mad right 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 right, right. yeah you know. but but then if people check out your music and they're classical musicians they might you know or, or at least well tell me if you've experienced this because because i've I'm, i don't feel like i'm resentful about it anymore but i think that i used to get a little bit resentful because i i would feel a little bit of vibe when when i would tell people i play jazz or i'd play them some of my music and and they would i felt like they were sort of uh discounting a little bit and saying like oh yeah that's fun or or they you know or something like that or or yes. or they would in some way say something that would imply that it was really easy to do yes to yes. do it did you get any of that, that yes that okay. a lot actually. okay Okay. That, that, like oh that's oh how's your band <laughs> yeah, what you do that's cute that that band yeah what? oh yeah that's really yeah no I've been I've been meaning to check out a show yeah bullshit <laughs> <laughs> like no way dude no, you never you dude don't don't just 
don't don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me a little bit more about the what, – what I think is, is really cool now is, I mean, you know, you're now you're the coolest guy in the room. I mean, the laugh's on everybody, really, right? I mean, you know, and, and it, it wasn't like you meant to do this. Like you said, you were a fan. It's just who you became. It's what you became passionate about. I, I'm, I'm reading what you t- – you know, I'm paraphrasing from what I've heard from you and from our conversations. That it just really inspired you and it just became a part of – what moved you and and you've been in this world for 20 years and you've you've just you're part of that world and and now you're the coolest guy in the room and you're really bringing it full circle in so many different ways with all these projects i mean i'll just mention them i'm going to make sure we play a lot of this and everybody can go to the show notes at christianhouse.com and make sure to check out some videos we're going to put up um but um a couple projects i just want to mention maybe you can talk about each one of them and we're going to play some of the music but one of the things that blew me away was the the duo project with violin and drum set. Could you talk a little bit about that project? Sure. That's called uh, that's called Black Heart Sutra, um, and that's uh, it's it's uh, it's basically uh, we thought it sounded cool, <laughs> but but the Heart Sutra is also one of the most important um, texts in Buddhism, and I'm 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 kind of like a half-assed uh practicing buddhist like i study meditation and i kind of you know like and i i i you know i have a meditation teacher and that kind of a thing so the heart sutra is one of the most important uh tracks in buddhism and um i just wanted to put black in there because uh, (laughs) you know so there's no real deep thing going on there really too much but yeah so it's me and my friend kenny the drummer in my old band, Resolution Fifteen, and Kenny Grahowski is a is a is a is a is a monster in his own right, and he is he is no joke. He is the primary drummer for John Zorn. Um, John Zorn employs him pretty much all the time. Um, he uh, he plays in a band called Secret Chiefs Three. He also plays in Abraxas and Book of Angels. Abraxas Book of Angels. Um, he plays with a lot of jazz guys too. He came up in uh, his his grandfather is Bobby Cruz, the uh, the salsa uh, legend, and he's he's so he's steeped in a whole ton ton of things. And he was in my old band, Resolution Fifteen. And when that band broke up, for you know the same reasons every band breaks up, really, I don't really need to go into that sure. here. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he he uh, me and him wanted him and I wanted to still continue playing together, and so. We kind of intersect, in my opinion, we kind of inhabit this very interesting intersection of jazz, avant-garde jazz, metal, and classical music. And we just basically have, like, it's, it's, we, we recorded an album. We actually recorded it last year, but because we're, the, the two of us are actually, like, really busy, um, busy players who, who do our best to kind of, like, do the love, do, do the, do the passion projects when we can, um, it's it hasn't been released yet, but um, I can I'm certainly going to show you the sample. You'll you'll have samples. It's 
we plan on having this released by I want to say we've talked about September of this year, and it's 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 basically a conversation uh, between me and him, and it's 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 freeform jazz, it's grindcore, it's like total you know it uses it draws from those languages, but um, it's a conversation. So you guys get together, you don't say anything, and you just go. Is it free? Is it improvised? Is it totally it's, improvised, or is I there some s- something written out or something decided? There's stuff written out. So it's okay. it's it's basically I want it's about if I were to break it down, it's about sixty forty. It's like cool. sixty forty where where it's the sixty percent where it's worked out is like there's like an A, there's a letter A, and then there's like rhythmic. Um, rhythmic cues, yeah. but no notes. You know, there's like wow. rhythmic cues where like I know that I'm going to play this, or I know that Kenny's going to do this, wow. and then we're going to go to B. Amazing. Oh, so, so they're like they're just cues. They're just like little, uh, little, uh, little figures almost. Yeah, no notes, no no Western notation in that in that way. I mean, like the the I, I wish I could. Ah, uh, you know what? If I'd known, I would have. Well, I can't because I just moved. <laughs> no, we'll play. We're gonna play some on over there. We're we're gonna add some of the music in. But I mean, it, it would be like it would be like da 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 da, and that's a cue to go to the next the section. Next. The next section. I that's right. Would, that was a stupid example, but I mean, I'm sure it's a lot different than that. But I mean, but it, but that's not that's not a lot of stuff. It's not like you wrote like 32 bars of a melody or something. I mean, no, no, there isn't. So it's yes. just little figures like that that are just cues to more improvisation. Right. That I know that he's going to do, or 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 we'll set moods. We'll say this is this is this is slow. This is going to be the slow set. This is a slow section. This is a this is this is frenetic. This is going to be this is going to be three twenty to the quarter. This is going to be you know approximately three twenty. This is going to be like this is going to be sixty. This is going to be you know like and then we're going to have this transition. We're going to have that. So like that stuff is ma- mapped out. But um, the rest of it is just like just just strap on and just. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Just I love attention. that. Yeah, you know? well, when I heard some of that, I was I instantly identified with it as a jazz musician. I mean, it, it seemed pretty obvious to me that you were improvising and that you know, and it was just killing, man. So I'm excited for people to hear that. Well, it's great, and I love I love the independence of it in the duo, and I love that you take that on. That to me, just I just have so much respect for that. Um, well, actually, you know what I want to mm-hmm. say in that sense. That's where it's really jazz. It's actually not metal at all in that way because metal, everything is tightly, tightly planned out. You know, to the last, everything is like every like like all the i the d all the t's are crossed and all the i's are dotted like almost like anal retentively. Like you know what I mean? Like it, the, the the form is non malleable. Right. You know, and and then this we're using metal uh, uh, speak like the 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 language is metal. But the ethic is completely jazz in that way. I love that.
and then there's two other projects I really want to highlight, and you might think of more, but I mean, Seven Sons is sure. your string quartet. And, and what I think it's so cool that, I mean, you already said that you feel like this idea of heaviness in music can be described or, or I mean, we can think of a lot of examples outside of the metal aesthetic. We can think of, I'm guessing you might include Bartok or, absolutely, you know, uh, I mean, Shostakovich. You know, yeah, Shit. and then and then maybe John Coltrane. I mean, sure. Oh hell yeah! Oh my God, Elvin Jones is right. one of the heaviest drummers. Sheet the, the, then the sheets of sound that Coltrane would produce. The, I know that 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 that's the term that you guys use, sheets of sound. <laughs> you know? But like, but it's 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 it is it may be cliche to the jazz guys, but it's completely apt. And to me, that's heavy. It's so heavy. And Coltrane was like. The, as as a not jazz guy, as kind of an outsider dilettante with a little knowledge, he to me more than anybody else, he really just embodied the turbulence of the era of the of of, of the sixties. This this sort of, of 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 the civil rights era, the, the you know human rights, you know this kind of a thing, the struggle, that kind of a thing. Like Coltrane, his music really just embodied it, highlighted it. You know, and so that's heavy to me. And and I feel like putting it into a string quartet, you know, Seven Sons, it really speaks to that, that you're making a statement about, you know, all of that through having a string quartet. So can you tell us a little bit about Seven Sons? Sure. The project? So Seven Sons, um, it grew out of my old band that I was talking about with Kenny, you know, that Kenny's in, uh, Resolution 15. Seven Sons grew out of that. And they're mirror images of each other. So with Resolution 15, the idea was to bring the violin, a non-traditional instrument, into the, 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 the genre of extreme music. Um, I'm just going to say extreme music to just cover the umbrella. You know? um, mm-hmm. So, so the, 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 the world of extreme music. And I didn't want any classical, overt classical influences. I wasn't trying to be crossover. I had a seven-string violin. I have a seven-string violin. It was distorted and overdriven to hell. Um, and I'm using, I'm not trying to live in classical world. Like right. I just brought this instrument into that world. Seven Sons is the exact opposite. Seven Sons is bringing the spirit and the heart of extreme music into the traditional setup. Even it's still it's two violins, viola, cello, and you know acoustic, uh, all acoustic, right? All acoustic. I mean, if we mic up, it'll only be we're only miking up because we're playing with a drum set sometimes, or I'm triggering like voice samples through a PA or something like that 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 reflect um ref, you know reflect the piece that I wrote or whatever it is. So um or effect it. So, so that's, uh, that's what it is. That's the only time we're actually ever plugged in. We're not plugged in to, to, for effects. We're not, we're not trying to create sonic heaviness in that way through amplify, ampl- ampl- amplification. We're, we're, we're heavy through like the spirit of what it is and, and, and the music that we're playing. It's killer, man. I, I love it. It is so many, so many analogies, uh, between what you do and, and, and other the the kind of evolution of other creative uh, violin players, you know, classically trained musicians that I've that I've known.
I'm going to ask about another project, but before I do, I want to ask what what do you think you know other classical string players or classical musicians and or teachers should take from this? You know, maybe they're not going to become you know a heavy metal music or extreme music aficionado, but what sure. what can they learn from? What do you want them to learn from from either of those projects that we just talked about? I mean. Well, um, I'm actually, th- it's, it's funny that you, it, that's a great question because what I'm thinking of lately on my Facebook feed, a, a, a friend of mine posted a question about, uh, to, to, about viol- uh, to, uh, directed at violinists. What do you think of Patricia Kopinskaya? I hope I get that name right. But uh, Patricia Kopinskaya, who is this amazing, and she lives in classical music world completely, or, or new music, new music, classical music world. And she gives these passionate, completely, she is completely directed by her muse. Mm. I watched her, I watched YouTube footage of her play the Ligeti Violin Concerto, mm. and it's one of the best things I've ever seen. It's, it's, it, 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 it I, 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 you see how I'm just reduced to just, uh, <laughs> really, um, wow. listening to her play the Ligeti. And she has a lot of haters, actually. Why? What do they hate about her? Um, they hate that she, well, they hate that she plays barefoot. They hate that she, um, they hate that she. That's what, that's ridiculous. Okay. Keep going. I, right. yeah, I got, <laughs> but I, from what I gather, they hate that she plays barefoot. They hate that she, uh, doesn't if she plays a Mozart concerto, she'll make up her own cadenzas, which, by the way, is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, what's the hate about that? Come on, <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> I respect but, that. <laughs> but it's not. But she won't necessarily always make the cadenzas right to exactly what, like, oh well, we did our research, and you know, in seventeen, you know, sixty-five, seventeen seventy, people were playing the violin exactly like this, and this improvisation was was prescribed in this way, and you couldn't approach the B flat from this note. You couldn't do. There's all these rules, right? And she is I, not. I didn't know. I'm not hip to that, but I, I believe you if you say there are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like if you read like Quants, like uh, JJ Quants, okay, or uh, or or, or uh, Geminiani, like they're all, or, or, or Mozart's dad. Leopold Mozart had a book about mm. all this stuff too, like the oh. rules that you're supposed to obey while while you're when you're playing this stuff. Got it. Uh, the, uh, Patricia Patricia Kamenskaya does, uh, does not necessarily follow these rules, but it's 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 completely valid. It's completely honest. It's like you know that her heart is like just going along with the moment. Yeah. And it's one of the, and 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 technically she can do anything. She can play better than she she's she's just she's just complete she has complete mastery of the violin complete and and she just goes by her own muse and she has a lot of haters so i bring her up because oh yes not i mean like i am a metal violinist because i happen to grow up in a certain way i happen to grow up in a certain neighborhood i grew up in a white working class neighborhood which is very uh friendly to punk and metal you know, um, I, I, I ended up hanging out in those scenes. I went to underground, I went to underground hardcore shows at an mm-hmm. early age. Mm-hmm. You know, my friends were doing that kind of a thing. So that's my unique um, upbringing. And, and, and at the same time, going to violin school, right, right. since I was little. Not, most kids are not going to have that. Like when, you know, when my band uh, lost our violinist because, you know, for whatever reason, I really couldn't find another one. Not for lack of trying. Actually, people were very interested. But but the thing is, if you don't have that kind of like um, upbringing or understanding of the genre or understanding of the language, 
you can't just come in. I can't just hand you a here. Here's some sheet music. Right. And great. Here, just play, play, play it down. You can't do it. And not, not because of any insult or anything, but it's because you never, you didn't grow up in it. So you don't know the language. You have to, it's a learning curve. You have to learn the language. So I understand that. And I understand that what I do may be just a one, one guy thing. <laughs> you know, you know I, I, it may be very possible in that way. Well, there are others too, like me, but there aren't many. And um, what I want people to get out of it is that, you know, expression is expression. And, 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 and the whole of the human experience can't necessarily, people shouldn't, uh, necessarily pigeonhole them into just one thing, like you know, you you must play this this way. Yeah, of course, of course. That being said, there is, you know, there 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 isn't the you know there is. I'm not just no rules. Anything you want, right. you know, take off your clothes and 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 uh, well, <laughs> and throw poop at the audience, and you can't pull that. Post. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna take off your clothes poop at the audience and it's no longer Mozart. Yeah, of course, I get that too. But I do think that in certain places, especially in the classical music world, the lines are a little drawn, they're drawn a little too, a little too harshly. And there is this sort of like not understanding that music is music. Yeah, well said. you a little bit about the the business side i mean i i just i'm honestly just curious i mean you've grown up in new york you're now your dad you're married and i mean you're make a living as far as i understand mostly um through your music and you do a lot of different kinds of gigs to get by, you know just like all of us you know whatever i'm assuming you might do a little teaching you do some kind of you know functional gigs whatever's required you know show up with the tux if you need to with the violin and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, and what is your how do you look at the the balance between your your following your muse, as you put it, which you are doing, which is great because I'm seeing your original work and your heart come through all of it. Um, how do you balance it all? You know, with you know trying to make make money, have a career, you know, develop your art, stay true to who you are. I mean, do you have an opinion about that? Sure. Um, for me, it's all about healthy. Uh, healthy with italics, not 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 psychotic compartmentalization. <laughs> healthy compartmentalization. Yes, absolutely. Because you're right. I I show up at gigs where I play music that I cannot stand. I like and you know and listen. It's either that or or you know, <laughs> you know like what are you gonna do? And 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 there's a select few of us that are lucky enough to be. In bands or do, doing things where, where it's really completely their their own artistic vision, but then everybody has some you know nobody you know it's <laughs> no but it's not it's not a perfect world for anybody right so you know everybody's got their their own problems but um 
but for me it's it's a healthy compartmentalization if i'm playing music that i can't stand it's it's great that i'm around people that i like and top level musicians too so so that you know cold play becomes actually fun if you're playing it with like badasses you know like then you're just then you then you're just, and, and and people that are like nice to, and fun to be around then it's just cool it's just a hang and then you get to make fun of this music but like but still play play the play the crap out of it you know and and uh and maybe and getting paid also is a nice thing if that happens i mean if right. you, i mean the more you get paid the more the less it sucks to play music that you might not otherwise enjoy. Am I right? Or, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and and then if that helps you to kind of keep your, if it helps you to keep your other projects moving forward and or support your family, then it sounds like you're cool with all that. That's or yeah. that's partly what you mean by healthy compartmentalization. That's exactly right. And sometimes I do believe it or not, I, I I do get paid doing what I you know Seven Sons does bring in some money, not. Right. Uh, <laughs> not, not 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 the amount that i'd like personally but but it does and um you know not enough to make a living yet but i'm certainly moving um moving in the direction of trying to make that much more income stream at the same time staying true to what we do so that's always very 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 difficult because as you know like if you are driven solely by market forces then you're you're almost guaranteed that you're not going to be creating the music you're not following a muse you know, right? Yeah. Well, no, I, I and I was going to say that. In fact, I think yeah, it's it's not just that. I mean, you're you're moving forward with these projects. It seems to me, in every sense of the word, uh, or in every every way. I mean, and and I think you're gonna you're gonna get compensated for that, and in various ways, and certainly caught mine and and, and many other people's attention. Um, I was just curious, yeah, about how you felt about that all that stuff and. It does seem very healthy. I, I like that term, healthy compartmentalization, sort of, you know, as a way to find balance in, in, in your life and in life for your family and all the responsibilities you have. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah. Um, I was doing a wedding and we were playing something that was like, you know, obviously like musically, um, you know, subpar, <laughs> you know, and I was like really, I was, I was like getting kind of dark about it. I remember getting kind of dark about it, and um, and I was telling a good friend of mine, and she she actually totally sort of slapped me into place. She said, "You know what, dude? Shut your mouth, because you are playing music and you are making people happy. This is your job. Other people's jobs are to go out and kill people, right? Or to do things that like are are not." helping humanity or helping people right you are playing music you're making people happy it is your job to play celebrations for this moment so shut up yeah and play the cold play (laughs) there you go right yeah perspective right be grateful like you know i mean yeah i i thank you for sharing that it's something you know i think it's important for all of us and i'm I've been checked in that way as well. And I've, you know, trying to remind myself to be in check about it and keep it all yeah. in perspective. It's really, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that message. Um, we all need reminders, man. Right. Like, and that's, yeah. that was a great reminder to me. And I was like, you know what? Thank you so much actually. Cause that's, that re- I needed that. <laughs> I needed the sort of, you know, psh, shut up. Yeah. Psh, what's the matter with you? <laughs>
Were, were there ever times when, when you know, you were dark for, for longer or like where you questioned whether you were going to be, you know, did you ever think about going into construction or like, you know, like whether or not you'd be able to, to pull it off, you know, as a musician or, you know. Sure. Actually, uh, my, my darkest period, I think, was when I was not true to myself. I, I think, uh, like I dropped out of college. I was in, so here's my, here's my, again, in a, in a public podcast, my dirt <laughs> secret. Yeah. Which is not really a secret, but I was, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> I was, um, and you, you actually have a far, I, I, I know you between conversations of you and I, and I didn't know that uh, it's public knowledge that you spent time in JLT. So that it, it's nowhere near as dark as this. Um, but I had, I had spent time, playing in a hippie jam band yeah sure like this kind of grateful daddy (laughs) (laughs) cupcakes man you are oh man i'm just trying to get to albuquerque man (laughs) want to buy peanut butter ball dude oh it's just so heavy man (laughs) heavy in the bad way not heavy in the the, you know so <laughs> so, but I spent I spent listen I spent years in this band. Wow, years, years, and 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 completely lying to myself um, wow. about like why I was doing this. I, I I was in that band because we had achieved some modicum of early success early on, and I thought I was going to be famous. You know, remember? And did you ever read Fight Club? Uh, I think I saw the movie. Yeah. Okay. So in Fight Club, uh, uh, t- uh, Tyler Durden says, "In America, we're all we're all um, raised to believe we're going to be either millionaires or rock stars, and we're just finding out that this isn't going to be <laughs> right." So get out of my face. <laughs> You know, like this kind of like rage that like yeah. he's got built up in him, right? Yeah. So so, and when I was like when I was nineteen and I was in this band. I mean, it was music I detested. Like, I just not... Uh, really? Even yeah. from the beginning, you knew you didn't like it? Well, no. Okay. I wouldn't say that. Like, okay. I liked some of it, but it definitely wasn't stuff that I would write myself. I've, I've been a you know, I've been a metalhead slash, like, hardcore kid since I was, like, 13. You weren't feeling so it. So, I wasn't feeling it, but I knew that it was... It, it had an energy, and it had a momentum, and they, the, 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 that band had certainly had a momentum. And I basically lied to myself. I was like, you know, instead of like having enough security and faith in my own vision to do my own thing and, you know, and create that for myself, I wanted to latch to this project, which has seemed to have it and kind of go along with it. And musically, I had, it was not my thing. You know, um, but I was in this group for for years, and it kind of really messed with me psychologically. Just be in this, just to give my life to something that I didn't believe in. Did you? Did, two questions. First of all, do you looking back? Do you think it's possible that in the beginning it was a cool challenge, and that it was like more interesting musically to you? But then you just kind of got quickly got bored with it and outgrew it. That's my first sure. question. I, I, I think, look, if I were to, you know, the, the whole thing, would you do it all over again? You know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no. I would say, yeah. Uh, but instead, in of being, yeah. instead of being in the band for six years, right. I would have been in the band for two. Right. And, and second question, 
after you had been in it for a while, I'm just guessing, I mean, did you feel trapped? Did you feel like, well, what am, what else am I going to do? This yeah, is well, totally. Totally. That was dependent, like dependent on it. Like to quit would be a huge risk kind of. Sure. And, and a great unknown. Yeah. And, and like, you know, in your early 20s, like, and then I, I had dropped out of school and like, I was like, well, what, what else am I going to do? Like, I'm pretty stupid. What, <laughs> Like in terms of you know everything that doesn't have to do with the violin, I'm kind of dumb. Like what 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 am I gonna do? And, my, and and by the way, you mentioned construction. I am like the most unhandy guy. I can't even hammer a nail. It's like I try to hammer a nail into the wall, and right. the thing like gets like crooked. Like you know, like I, like I just moved into my new house. You know, like and I'm thinking about like my studio that I'm gonna set up downstairs, and I'm thinking to myself, how much beer do I have to buy friends for them to come down and hang up my stuff because I'm an idiot. Right? So. <laughs> So you're, so you're right. There, there, there's definitely a big fear of the unknown of like, okay, well, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I, I, I have nothing besides this, which I'm growing to hate at this point. You know? So yeah, things can get dark psychologically. And how did you, get, how did you ultimately leave? What, what prompted you to finally quit the band and how did you make that transition? Well, um, I just knew I wanted to go back to school. Like it wasn't, you know, like, and it wasn't like, and I remember, you see, the thing is all these things, whatever, whatever I was, all right. It sounds like a little digression. If you'd have to, if you have to edit this, you can edit it. But, um, <laughs> I, I was reading about cults okay. the other day. I was reading about cults and, they, and how it centers around like an ideal, and like, and, 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 and cl- people cluster around an ideal and like all this stuff happens and like, uh, you know, and, and people are trying to like be their best selves, but within this best self, it kind of like distorts and it kind of like gets perverted. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like bands are really kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Many bands end up being sort of like cults, mm-hmm. but except with far smaller amounts of people. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. Right. You know, and, and um, and I think with uh, with 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 this band, it was hard to pull away from because it had that cult like context. Like there was a whole group of people that were like following us around. That we lived in all in one house all together, you know. And like and they were like hanger ons. They were like you know they were like people who like always were like there and like kissing our butts, like in like sort of weird unhealthy ways. You know, and like it was like a commune, but like you know how like it's all not really that fun, <laughs> like like a, com- a commune in a really bad way. So I, I wanted to get back to school, and 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 the commune didn't like that I wanted to go back to school. They were like, "Come on, man, what do you? Why why do you need to go to school? Like, what what we're we're learning everything here, man. Like, you know, like, why do you, why why do you need to go back to school? And I just I was like, you know, I I just I want to go back to school. And that's it, <laughs> you know. Like, wow. and, and like, so it was like this slow. It was like this slow kind of like detaching. And then when when it finally detached, it was actually quite a bitter one. It was a uh, the the I got I I had to pay three thousand dollars to leave. Otherwise, I was going to get sued because when I left, the band broke up, but they had to liquidate all the assets. So like the RV was like bought for X amount of money. I don't remember. It was like $19,000, but there was like all this interest and like whatever. So they said that to close all the accounts, it, I had to pay out 3,000, uh, $4,000. 
and I said, I'm not doing it, but I don't want to go to court. And I was like, and the guy was going to sue me. And I was like, listen, I'm going to school now. I don't really need to be in court when I'm trying to like do this stuff, you know, so I'm going to pay you three grand and this is going to be my, uh, my, 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 uh, my, my fuck you money. You know, <laughs> yeah. my good, this is my goodbye money. This is, this yeah. is the money that I'm going to pay you for you, for you to never talk to me again. <laughs> Music.com and Menean is spelled like man, M A N E E I N, and Earl is E A R L. So Earl Menean Music.com. You can also go to Seven Sons, Seven, the word spelled out, Seven Sons, like the sun in the sky, Seven Sons Music.com. And if you guys are looking for Earl Menean, you can also just find links. At the show notes page, just go to christianhouse.com. We're going to have stuff linked up. We're going to have videos. We're going to have audio samples. We'll have links to a bunch of the projects. It's so worth just checking out some of Earl's videos and, and music. A composer, a player, a guy at the intersection of so many worlds. Man, thank you so much, Earl. It's been it's been an honor to get to know you a little bit. And uh Thanks for spending your time and sharing, you know, sharing with us. Thank you so much, Christian. Uh, well, one one last thing I want to add, please. Seven Sons, we have an album coming out soon. I don't know the timing of the podcast, um. So maybe uh, it just but, so it might have just come out because it's you know so yeah might have just come out. So <laughs> it's called it's called for the heart still beating, um, and it is uh it's getting put out by party smasher incorporated which is the label that is owned by ben wyman of the dillinger escape plan which is uh a very uh, as far as that goes uh, a very well-known uh sort of hardcore punk uh metal 
uh, mathcore is the is the subgenre, but I hate that name, and so do they. But, uh, but they're 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 uh, they're they're a well known band, and uh, it's it's their label, it's their imprint, and Seven Sons is so psyched actually to be on or string quartet on a punk imprint. It's incredible. The name of the album again? For the hearts still beating. So we are gonna. This podcast, you have been listening to excerpts of For the Hearts Still Beating, and as well as other stuff throughout this episode, and um, we're going to link that up, make sure that people know where to find the new album, Seven Sons, and again, you can go to sevensonsmusic.com or earlmanianmusic.com, or just go to the show notes at christianhouse.com. Man, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. No, dude, (laughs) Christian, thank you so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure to talk to you. My pleasure. have it another fascinating creative string player on the creative strings podcast i hope you enjoyed all all these clips that we played one of the nice things about um the podcast or one of the things that i like about this and i've wanted to do from the beginning is to be able to feature longer music clips than you might expect to hear in other places because this is really um it's about the music and it's about the um the making of the music. It's about the people behind the music. Um, I know that Earl is just an incredibly inspiring person to me and his music, his playing, his message, his experiences really inspire me. I really uh, connect to so much about Earl Manian. I hope you'll check out all his stuff. You can go to the show notes and do that at christianhouse.com. Leave a comment. Please share this. Um, Spread the word. Um, and again, I want to shout out to our sponsors, Yamaha. We depend on Yamaha. String players depend on Yamaha. And we depend on also our friends at Electric Violin Shop. Again, if you go to electricviolinshop.com forward slash creative strings, you can get their phone number. They will support you on the phone and they'll answer all your questions, whether you want to buy something or not. If you do buy something, you'll get a little discount extra discount just from and let them know that i sent you i'm getting excited about the 15th annual creative strings workshop and festival which is held every july in columbus ohio super excited for this summer Um, if you haven't been there before this is a chance for you to consider connecting with a worldwide community of really amazing people and string players who are into not only expanding their musical horizons, but also expanding their career pathways. Uh, Because the more that you expand as a musician, the more opportunities it can create for you. So if you go to christianhouse.com 
forward slash education. Look for the Creative Strings Workshop or just Google Creative Strings Workshop. You can find out about it. You can also just reach out to me anytime. Chris at ChristianHouse.com. I'd be happy to send you more information about it. Um, and maybe you'll be able to come this summer or next summer to the Creative Strings Workshop. If you have any suggestions for me in terms of guests, topics, feedback, please share it. I really appreciate you checking us out, and we'll see you next time.